Good morning. It's the 3rd of April 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakwonyero. In a first story this morning, the Archbishop of the Church of Uganda, Stephen Kazimba, has warned the public against engaging in theft in order to amass wealth. Kazimba says the desire to accumulate property has compelled many people to grab other people's land, engage in corruption and commit murder among other vices, which has created a lot of insecurity. Kazimba added that as people gear up to celebrate Easter, they should learn to value lives of others and earn a living honorably. Right from today, okay. let us value life. Those who are killing each other, it is not really going to benefit because after killing, it's also done. What will happen? Land grabbing. Can you grab? Even church land. One day, they will just take just, is it six months? Except for some few of us who are extremely blessed with an extraordinary Some people, can you imagine some people fight, they're stealing, stealing land. But when you die, they will just uh, measure six bars. <laughs> <laughs> so people were staring and accumulating You will go with nothing. In a related story, on his part, the Archbishop of Kampala Diocese, Dr. Cyprian Kizitolwanga, has asked the government to create more awareness about the ongoing vaccination against COVID-19. Dr. Luanga says social media is spreading falsehoods about the vaccine which could prevent many people from taking the jab. Luanga, who was giving the Easter message of the Joint Christian Council during the celebration to mark the way of the cross at Namiremba Cathedral, added that the public should embrace peace. So as shepherds and senior citizens in this country, we are deeply concerned about the actions of some security forces in relation to the ongoing disappearances of some of our people, especially the youth. This is brewing anger, division, fear and anxiety within the population. It totally contravenes the human rights frameworks to which we are signatory as a country. We are troubled that a disregard of these God-given rights and freedoms shall weaken our social fiber of harmony, social cohesion, and responsive uh, leadership. Luanga also asked the security agencies to restrain themselves from using excessive force while enforcing the law. The case of a one Musa Musasizi, a resident of Mugyomba Zone 6, who is suspected to have killed four women and a three-month-old child in a period of one month in the areas of Nakulavi, which is not very far from here. We have also had reports of mysterious killings in the Acholi region. We therefore urgently call upon all Ugandans, all Ugandans and security forces to respect the sacredness of human life and the fundamental right to life. We should all remember that each one of us shall be judged by our works and actions by God Almighty. So action should be geared at building a beautiful Uganda and promoting peace, justice and reconciliation at all levels. Still in our national news, the Deputy Speaker of Parliament, Jacob Ulanya, has wished Ugandans a happy Easter. Ulanya said Easter is a time of reflection, understanding and forgiveness. He said this Easter should be celebrated as a time of sacrifice, adding that the Easter spirit is about renewal of faith. Ulanya said people should look deep into their hearts and think about how much they can do for the good of humanity. 
Olanya said Easter teaches that no situation in life is permanent, saying when Jesus was entering Jerusalem, the same people that welcomed him are the same ones who a week later were calling for his death. It's a complicated thing about life. It teaches us that no situation is permanent. Things shift. We must always be on the right side. So the Easter spirit is about understanding, love, forgiveness. It's about renewal of faith. He died, and on the third day he rose again to grant us all hope. He died for our sins, that we may live forever now without sin. Meanwhile, the Uganda Women Parliamentary Association and the Platform for Labor Action have asked the president to sign the Employment Amendment Bill 2019 into law. The Employment Amendment Bill 2019 is a private member's bill that was brought to Parliament by workers MP Agnes Kunihira and seconded by Charles Bakabulindi. The Secretary General of Uwopa, Lucy Akelo, welcomed the bill, saying it is going to safeguard the rights of breastfeeding mothers. Akelo said even though the current act provides for leave of 60 days, job protection and non-discrimination of breastfeeding mothers, it leaves out some key elements in maternity protection such as breastfeeding breaks, breastfeeding facilities at workplaces, which the bill has addressed. Currently, although the constitution of the Republic of Uganda provides for protection of breastfeeding mothers from discrimination under Article 44, uh, there is no particular law authorizes the pro, uh, comprehensive and explicit provision promoting the rights of breastfeeding mothers. The program manager at Platform for Labor Action, Lydia Buite, says once the bill is assented to by the president, it is going to prohibit employment of domestic workers below 16 years, protection of rights of domestic workers, and also make it a requirement for all migrant workers to have a written contract of service before departure. And, and like Honore was stated and read throughout, uh, read, read for us Article 40, it, the bill, it is just uh, operationalizing that article, the provisions of that particular article to, to all workers without any discrimination. Because whether I am a domestic worker, whether I am a, whether I am a mother and I'm breastfeeding, I shouldn't be discriminated or be treated in any lesser way just because of the condition that I am in. Meanwhile, in Soroti, as Christians celebrate Good Friday, Catholics have been reminded to forgive those who mistreated them. Leading the way of the cross from Soroti Regional Referral Hospital to Immaculate Cathedral Parish Conception, Reverend Father Michael Omaria, the assistant parish priest, said Christians should forgive totally from the heart. Father Omaria said the Christians should repent and avoid repeating the same sin, adding that it is not good to die in sin. And that is why today we need to forgive totally from our hearts. We need to forgive totally. And pray that you forgive. I pray that I forgive. I pray that you forgive. I pray that I forgive. Because you always remember you have not forgiven. You always remind yourself because you have not forgiven. You're always accusing yourself because you have not forgiven. You're always in remembrance of those bad times and whatever hard people have done to you. Because you have not forgiven, please, dear brother, dear sister, forgive from the heart. Who has mistreated you? Who has mistreated you? Remember that those people who have mistreated you and mistreated me, even then, have been mistreated by another. It's only the grace of God that keeps us. And somebody today, Say genuine repentance from the heart, from the heart. Cry out from the heart. Can somebody today 
cry from the heart. Amen. From the heart. Don't die in sin. Don't die in sin. And that's why today I've come to plead with you. Don't die in sin. Father Maria said Jesus Christ suffered and died to save mankind. Therefore, Christians should not continue nailing him by doing wrong things. It is a great day, Good Friday, a day of salvation for you and me. Follow Christ today. We come with those who have asked us to pray for them, those close to us, those not related to us, those sick in this hospital, the medical fraternity that touched many lives here, those traveling, the mothers in labor ward, the teachers, our children in school, the church, the married, the wedded, those searching, those who have lost jobs, those in companies, those in factories. We bring everyone and we live to the Lord. Let this journey make meaning to you. Joan Alobo, the Soroti City Woman MP elect, Father Romanos Etwap, the parish priest, and Father Martin Aeko were among those in the way of the cross procession. Still in the news, the Bishop of Chigezi Diocese, George Bagamuhunda, has asked Christians to be kind to orphans, widows, and the elderly in their communities. Bishop Bagumuhunda's remarks follow the rampant murders and suicide cases in Chigezi region where he stressed that only community involvement can bring this to an end. In his Easter message, Bishop Bagamuhunda attributed the increase in the number of deaths to fear, hopelessness, disagreements and unresolved conflicts within families and communities. Two stories within the Kigese region and outside of the different people who commit suicide. People who take their own lives, leaving behind orphans and widows and relatives crying. And some of these situations are caused by fear, they are caused by lack of hope, they are caused by disagreements and unresolved conflicts within their families and also within their community. I want to appeal to each one of you and remind you that we are all created in the image of God. The Bishop Father urged believers to have faith in God, pray to him always because in him there is strength to eternity. To be able to love one another, to be able to speak the truth, be able to be humble as we serve each other in the various communities and the offices in which we hold. Let us be kind to one another. Let us stand for justice and let us stand and work for peace to be among all men. The man of God also asked Ugandans to embrace the existing guidelines from authorities and to also go for vaccination against the viral diseases. To take seriously the plea of government, especially the Minister of Health, and to request people who are 50 years and above and other groups who have been asked to go for vaccination to go and do vaccination at the designated centers. We want to thank God that our children are able to go back to school. I want to appeal to parents to continue providing the necessary needs so that these children are able to go back to school. I want to appeal to all the teachers to work hard so that they are able to finish the syllabus within the short time that is available to the learners in the remaining part of this year. Let's see what's happening up north. Teso sub-region has spent about 35 billion shillings for the last five years under the third Northern Uganda Social Action Fund. The Office of the Prime Minister discloses that 35 billion shillings was injected into 946 sub-projects, hence benefiting over 53,900 households. 
Dr. Robert Limlim, the NUSAF 3 director, explained that more than 14,000 households benefited under the livelihood improvement support component, component while 39,000 were beneficiaries of the labor-intensive public works. He says NUSAF 3 that started in 2016 and is expected to end in June 2021 has utilized over 95% of the total budget of over 338 billion shillings. And we have uh, so far uh, dispersed over 95% of the resources. Of the original resources was uh, $130 million, which is about $338 billion uh, shillings. The projects are always five years, and uh, this project was effective on 14th of March 2016, and it is ending to, in June 2021. But Capelabion County MP-elect Anthony Esenu noted that Teso has remained stagnant in terms of poverty levels despite the presence of the project. Peg 17 was quite unnerving for me as an individual as the trends of poverty in Teso have remained as per the, the map of Uganda and yet by the slide down actually things have worsened. We now have more poor people compared to what we had in the start of the program. And so my thinking is that as a team here, before we propose a way forward, I was asking myself, why have we either remained stagnant in terms of poverty levels or things have worsened over the last five years, in spite of the, the 35 billion which has been invested in this region by NUSAP and other programs plus. And uh, that would help us to think of what will help us, therefore, in the next five years to bridge the gap, but also go to, as the focus is, to elevate us the middle income status. We're talking about a minimum of $1,000 per capita, 12000 Now, given our level of poverty right now, the gap is about at least $800 per capita deficit that we face as a region in the Tesla region to try to get the level of middle income status. And so my thinking is that identifying the bottleneck will be a very, very important. But also now when we propose interventions going forward, are they able to generate in the next five years a minimum of $700 per capita for the Tesla region? Moses Emabo, the outgoing district vice chairperson of Amuria, said the use of technical officers in the district affected concentration and technical supervision of the project. In all districts, I think uh, the desk officers are civil servants of the district that have assignments of the district. And now when it comes to implementation, you realize that the desk officer is here and they are taken up. And that one actually affects concentration and the, and the supervision, the technical supervision of the program. So I was of a view that uh, if possible in the next phase in, in NUSAF that we are praying to come, NUSAF 4, which is bound to come, why don't we think on how to add staff in the desk so that the, the projects are, are so much supervised technically to avoid delays here and there. NUSAF 3 is an affirmative action project to benefit the people of greater northern Uganda where poverty is aggravated by prolonged political instability, cattle rustling and civil strife. The project is being implemented in the sub-regions of West Nile, Acholi, Lao, Teso, Karamoja, Elgon, Bukedi and three districts of Bunyoro. And with that story, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. Good morning.